Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, aka The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode 13 of Redefining the Good Life. Today, I want to talk to you about resilience. I mean, I'm probably always talking about resilience in one form or another, right? Since all the tools that I'm offering you on this podcast are really meant to make you more resilient. And of course, I was thinking maybe an episode dedicated to that is definitely in order since this year has made it very clear how important it is to cultivate our resilience. Now, let's get some definitions out of the way. Um, According to the dictionary, resilience, the first definition is the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused, especially by compressive stress. So we're talking about that supple quality that a physical object or body has. And the second part of that definition is an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. So here we're getting into the more emotional aspect. Of course, physical resilience is really important and it really goes hand in hand with emotional resilience. And I've already spoken a lot about that on this podcast. So definitely make sure to check out those earlier episodes. I would say specifically episode 11, on building your self-care toolbox, demystifying self-care, but also definitely the ones on breakfast and sleep. I will put the links on the show notes for those. But today, I'm going to be speaking mostly about emotional resilience, okay? I'm just going to assume that you're already putting in place all those healthy habits to build your physical resilience. So, why is this important? Now, As you know, our larger theme here on this podcast is about, you know, shaking things up, not take it as a given that this is all there is to life, to dream big, and to go after the life we want to create intentionally. And well, for all of those things, resilience is indispensable. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to go around, we don't want to go around our, like, Because at the end of the day, we don't want to be afraid of life. We want to show up fully in our lives. We want to go after projects and challenges and experiences without fear. Or rather, despite the fear. Actually, being a little afraid doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong. Anything that takes us out of our comfort zone will feel scary. But that's the only way we grow as humans. And so my first tip for starting to become resilient, to cultivate resilience, is stupid simple. It's intentionally choosing the thought, I am resilient. Really, 
you can actually choose what to believe. Did you know that? <laughs> and besides, I do truly think that we as humans are much more resilient than we realize. So this thought just brings us back to that reality. Now, that being said, if that feels like a stretch to you right now, especially maybe when it comes to one specific area of your life, you can also just practice the thought, I am learning how to be resilient. So in that definition of resilience, there is the notion of bending, but not breaking, being able to bounce back, right? Now, breaking actually happens when we push away our feelings. So for example, we live in a culture that considers crying to be a sign of weakness. And I mean specifically here in France. I remember once like losing it a little bit and shedding a few tears in front of my boss. And I just remember the really annoyed look on his face. And he looked at me and he was like, Aishin, prends sur toi. He was like, keep it cool. Just keep it to yourself, okay? No one's got time for your feelings. That's just not done. And of course, not to mention the toxic masculinity that teaches our boys and men that it is not okay to show, quote unquote, weakness by showing emotions, you know, making emotions equivalent to being weak. And of course, this, you know, this culture has tragic consequences, right? Like PTSD and depression and suicide, because really, we do know, actually, that true resilience does not come from always feeling strong, but it actually comes from welcoming the full human experience, warts and all. And I must also mention the importance of crying. Crying literally changes your biochemistry in a good way. It releases tension. It is necessary. As my brilliant coach, Simone Soul puts it, crying and releasing big emotions are like pooping. <laughs> I mean, I personally think a poop analogy is always appropriate, and it is particularly so here. Welcoming and releasing our emotions is as normal and necessary as poop. We actually get into trouble when we do the opposite and we go through life with constipated energy. And as one of my mentors, Brooke Castillo, puts it, the worst that can happen is a feeling. So if we can learn not to be afraid of any feeling, that's the day we can feel truly resilient. For me, by the way, this is still a work in progress. <laughs> now, here are some other useful thoughts I would like to suggest, and please feel free to come up with your own. It's actually really important that when you do this kind of intentional thought and intentional belief plan, like that it be believable for you in this moment. So here are some that I really like. I can heal. I have tools. I have everything I need. I am capable of change. I've been through hard things before and came out not only alive, but stronger than before. Thinking these kinds of thoughts is going to be really calming to your nervous system. And when your nervous system is calm, you become so much more creative and resourceful. And once again, we're going back to that serenity prayer, you know, having the wisdom to tell the difference between what you can and can't control in life. That's probably one of the biggest things here. Another very important component to becoming resilient is becoming good at failing, going toward challenges in your life and not running from them. 
Now, we as a culture totally misunderstand failure. We think it's an aberration, something that shouldn't have happened. But failure, my friend, is integral to learning. Think about a kid learning how to walk, okay? They get up, they fall down on their butt, they try again. They do this hundreds, if not thousands of times in order to finally take off. And guess what? All those times they failed and fell and got back up, those are necessary for building the muscles that allow them to become successful bipeds. Isn't that so cool? The process is actually perfect. And this analogy holds for every other endeavor. You may have heard me talk about this recently on social media. I just got my driver's license at the ripe old age of 45. (laughs) And I felt so overwhelmed in the beginning. It all felt so insurmountable. You know, just managing the mechanics of a stick shift was complicated enough. I couldn't imagine actually being in traffic on top of it. There were just so many moving parts. And recently, I was thinking about this, and I was so delighted to realize just how much I had changed, like how much driving and managing all the intense stimuli, all of that had become commonplace. Because here's the thing, I never actually doubted that I could do it, even though my teachers told me, you know, you know, people of your age and your educational background, you know, they tend to have a harder time. (laughs) Because, But I never doubted, you know, it might take me longer, but I knew that our brains are plastic and that if I repeat and fail and learn enough times, that I will get there. And I also refused to talk shitty to myself when I made mistakes. Many, many mistakes. Of course, at the beginning, this was more of an intellectual belief. I didn't actually feel it in my bones, but that was enough to keep me going. And of course, I also had that vision of what I really wanted, right? I was like, oh my God, I'm going to take my boys on adventures. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take the car alone, go off to the ocean and whatever. Like I had all these ideas of what life would be like. That also really kept it real for me. And lo and behold, all that repetition paid off. And I ended up taking the exam recently and passed on the first try. So failing well was what made all the difference here. Or I have another example in mind. I remember my first years in France at my job where I would take written notes before every phone call just to make sure I said it right. And then one day I looked back and realized, wow, I haven't done that in a while. Without even realizing it, I'd become fluent enough that just picking up the phone no longer made my head hurt. So here's what all that means. You can teach an old dog new tricks, but first you got to believe that it's possible You know that saying that goes, um, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. It's so cliche, but so true. And you got to understand that your way to success is paved with failure. So being good at failing is primordial to becoming resilient and creating the life you want. We need to normalize failure. Because otherwise, we avoid challenge and change and we stagnate and we don't go after the life that we truly want. But what does failing well mean? So it is not just falling down on your face and getting up again, but also learning from it. You know, I'm sure you've had these friends also in your life. You know, the people who always seem to be making the same kinds of mistakes, right? It's like always Groundhog Day for them. It's like 
always the same flavor of shitty relationship or the same unlucky things happening to them because they're actually not learning and preparing better for the next time. And you want to shake them and be like, please stop, please learn. You know, it's so important to evaluate your mistakes and learn from them. So another very important thing here that is also related is being careful how to tell your story and not having regrets about your past. This alone is going to be so freeing for your future. Now think about the difference between these two statements. I have made so many mistakes in the past versus I learned so much from each of my experiences. They have made me who I am today. They feel totally different, right? And they will make the difference between whether you dare take risks and make bold moves in your life moving forward, or you'll stay small with your eyes to the ground and just going through the motions in your life. You know, you you just keep the training wheels on without ever daring to go without them, without ever daring to soar. And that's a shame. So as you're cultivating your own resilience, here are some emotions that might raise a red flag. When you're feeling defensive a lot, when you're finding yourself like, when you're justifying yourself a lot, it's a sign that you're too attached to your own stories. You know, that's the kind of thing that keeps you from staying open and receptive to what life has to offer. So it is important here to be open-minded. Um, which means not being attached to your own stories and excuses, but being willing to explore other ways of seeing your situation. Another red flag emotion is helplessness. Now, it's one thing to feel bad. As we said, that's just part of the human experience. Nothing you can do about that. Um, and, And we actually welcome it, right? But when you act like you're at the mercy of events, at the mercy of your own emotions, and you just throw your hands up in the air, that's when you're blocking your own resilience. That's when you know you're staying in emotional childhood and not taking responsibility for the way you feel. And one of the key emotions to um, resilience is curiosity and specifically about what's going on in your own mind. Our thoughts create our feelings. So when you're feeling certain uncomfortable emotions, instead of resisting them, what about you just allowed them and then you got curious about what's going through your mind, what you are thinking that's creating them. Or when you tell yourself you'll do something and then you don't do it. For example, you know, when you're trying to establish a healthy habit you know, becoming curious about what was going on in your mind that prevented you, as opposed to thinking that you're some sort of loser. Curiosity is loving and detached. Curious gets the job done so much better than regret or disappointment. Self-compassion is key to developing resilience. And what is sure to stop you from becoming resilient is an unwillingness to be vulnerable. Now, there is no positive emotion without the negative. I'm going to say that again. There is no positive emotion possible without the negative, without contrast. So resisting pain, resisting uncomfortable emotion, and trying to avoid vulnerability at all cost is actually sure to make you incredibly vulnerable to disappointment. Because that is just not how life works. 
Resilience is what allows you to just go for it in your life without seeking perfection. Because you always learn more when you're in forward motion than when you're not doing anything. So being resilient is having your own back no matter what happens. And it is key to a richer, more fun and interesting life. It's what frees you to go after whatever it is you want in life because you know that the only thing holding you back is your own damn thoughts. For example, around what failure means, as we just discussed. So if you were just able to figure out this one thing, just cultivating this trust in yourself and therefore in life, what would that be worth for you? How would the rest of your life change as a result? Now, getting there is so much faster and so much more fun when you have a coach cheering you on the sidelines. If you're ready to rock the rest of your life, please reach out for a discovery call. I really hope that was helpful for you today, and I will speak to you next time, my friend. Hey, come join us in our private Facebook group, Redefining the Good Life, where we continue the conversation about just what it means to have a meaningful life today. See you there.